listening to the Wilkesbury Stratton Penguins podcast. The best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Corey Antonovsky, right side wall, goes in front, chipped on goal, they score! Jagger Joshua! So get loud, get fired up, and get ready to rock with your host, Nick Hart. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast, a little Thanksgiving edition of the Penguins podcast. Ooh, maybe a minor oversight on my part when I was making the schedule ahead of time. This is the first time that we are dropping an episode on Turkey Day, but you got the whole holiday weekend here to listen to this episode of the Penguins podcast. So gather the family around the fire, get uh, your relatives, show them this episode of the podcast. Because we got a good one on our hands today, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me for this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast is none other than Penguins rookie forward Jagger Joshua. Jags, really appreciate you taking some time after practice to sit down with me here. How's everything going? Oh, yeah, no, thanks for having me first off. And, uh, no, yeah, everything's good. Can't complain. And we got a big weekend coming up here. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. A big weekend where we're going to be in Charlotte. So this is the third year in a row that the team has been flying on Thanksgiving Day, whether it's coming back from Charlotte before or going to Charlotte for afterwards. This is a new adventure for you, though. What have your recent Thanksgivings looked like whenever you were playing college hockey for Michigan State? Were you guys out doing tournaments? Did you get a chance to go uh, home? No, yeah, it's kind of similar. I remember spending last Thanksgiving on the road at Miami of Ohio, so uh, I'm kind of used to not being able to get to see my family and Luckily, we did get we do get to enjoy a good Thanksgiving meal, which is obviously I guess seeing That's your family. The thing, yeah, yeah. I, was gonna, I didn't want to say that, but uh, <laughs> we're all thinking it. I'd rather we're all uh, thinking it. I like uh, I think Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorite holidays. I, that food is just uh, so good. So it's a little it's a bummer, but I'm sure uh, the staff have something planned for us uh, in Charlotte for Thanksgiving that we can all uh, enjoy. Yes, we do. We have a, we'll have a nice team meal prior to those two games against the Charlotte Checkers, and we'll. Break down some of your favorite Thanksgiving memories okay. and favorite dishes in a little bit here. But I want to start by revisiting a topic that we've already discussed on the podcast a couple episodes ago with one of our other guests, Avery Hayes, another Michigan yep. man who knows all about the tradition of the Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving Day. Absolutely. And since we have another Michigan man here in the seat, I will ask you this. Are you a believer in the Detroit Lions? Are you saying... Same old Lions waiting for that other shoe to drop, or do you believe in the first place Lions? I think it's fair to say I'm a believer. He's a believer. I'm a believer for sure. I, I think maybe even last week was a little hairy, and maybe if we drop that game, I'm, I'm saying the same old Lions, but no, you got to believe. I, I, I like the direction they're heading. Motor City Dan Campbell, he's the man. He is. And that's the thing about these brand new Lions, these first place Lions, is that they put up a stinker of a half against the Chicago Bears this past week. Jared Goff has one of his worst games in a Lions uniform, and they find a way to exactly. win. The way it used to be, they'd have a great first half and find a way to lose. Mm -hmm. Now these Lions, they find ways to win. No, it's a shame they it. play down to their opponent to kind of start there, but they don't paint pictures in the standings. They, they just yeah. just the dub is all that shows up. I know. We're, we're uh, secretly hoping for an NFC Championship matchup, Philly and – in Detroit, and maybe get to make a trip down there. So oh. that's that's. I mean, that's us dreaming over here. Us some Michiganders on the team, but uh, that would be pretty nice to well, come through. Have we have we oh, looked, we looked at, at the schedule? Oh, you already know we looked at it. We <laughs> we are we are off that day, so we will be here. I think it's January 
Oh, I can't remember. It's it's a Sunday in January, but the schedule has been looked at. Sunday in January. We have a home game Sunday afternoon, the 21st. So does that mean the championship games are the 28th, Super Bowl on the 11th? I believe so. I'm a, I, Gruden uh, did it, That's re- what it is. That's what some, it is. Yeah, Gruden did some research. and uh, So, yeah, that's what we're pulling for right now. So fingers crossed. But Well, here's the thing, too, and I already discussed this with, with Avery Hayes, who is all on the Detroit Lions bandwagon, as, as I'm sure you already mm-hmm. know. But in the hypothetical event, this, this dream scenario plays out where the Detroit Lions are not only in the NFC Championship game, but they win the NFC Championship game and they are Super Bowl bound. <laughs> I am prepared to host an emergency podcast panel with <laughs> the right. Michigan guys in, in a preview, if you will, of the Super Bowl <laughs> in this big moment in Detroit Lions history with yourself, Hazy. Groods, maybe even a little Kevin Porter yeah. action in there. Would you be down to be Absol- on the Detroit absolutely. Lions Super Bowl panel if we get there? I'd do anything for a Super Bowl, so <laughs> I won a little podcast. It won't be a big deal at sure, all. Sure, that, that, that fits, in, fits <laughs> yeah. in nicely. Awesome. Well, good to see the Lions are still winning. You're on the bandwagon. Well, you're not on the bandwagon. You're nah, probably I'm a lifer. Yeah, 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 seriously. I'm on the bandwagon, <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy to be riding with you guys throughout <laughs> the rest of this season. Um, but now let's let's go from the gridiron back here to the frozen pond to talk a little bit of hockey here. You're in your first full professional season, got a little taste of what the AHL is all about last season on an ATO, and you've been hot lately for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins too. It's the time of recording. <laughs> Four-game point streak, buddy. Yeah. You had to wait a little bit to pick up your first couple points, but now you're in fuego. How is this uh, transition gone, this acclimation gone, and do you feel like you're improving, adjusting a little bit more with each passing game? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely uh, a big change. I mean, from obviously on the ice to the competition and you know guys are stronger and faster and smarter but uh I mean yeah like even off the ice like the lifestyle is a a little different but uh I mean at the end of the day it is hockey and and so it's not too bad but uh no yeah it's been good I mean I'm kind of lucky I have I have uh Gruden here who I've played with uh when we were younger so definitely off the ice he's made the transition and wait uh, how far back do you guys go we played uh, U16 Honey Bake together. Oh, okay. So cool. yeah, so yeah, we've been we known each other for a minute. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, him being here and the personality he has uh, really has made it super easy. Like off the ice, just gelling, and you know he's making sure I'm invited to things and stuff and stuff of that nature. So that has been tremendous. And I mean, we have a great group of guys here anyway that are pretty welcoming. So off the ice has been everything that I I uh, expected and and uh, dreamed of. But uh, yeah, no, on the ice it. Definitely, I feel like uh, each and every game and each and every practice, I feel like I'm getting better and uh, maybe just more comfortable and in, in, in gaining confidence. So that's been crucial. And, yeah, I guess just this past week, as uh, it's finally been going through for me. But uh, I don't think my game is necessarily uh, – I don't know what we're represented. Uh, representative points don't really uh, on the define. box score. Yeah. You don't necessarily. You can't necessarily tell Jagger Joshua's exactly. impact on the game just by looking at the goals assist. Exactly. Column. So yeah, I mean it's obviously nice to get points, but yep. I I don't really. Uh, that's it's hard to grade my game just off of if I scored or. or but something it does like feel that, good when no, you score. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I I definitely love putting the puck in the back of the net, and it's a feeling that's nice. But it finally just. Uh, just started clicking, I guess, this week, and hopefully it continues. Well, you mentioned that all-important word that I hear so many players that come through here uh, mention. Either they lose it, they gain it, it's fleeting, they chasing it again, and that is confidence. Confidence, I don't think people realize sometimes just how much this game, which we talk about the brute force that's involved, the skill that's involved, the determination that's involved, how much of it happens 
still between the ears and how far confidence can actually go to and translate to the actual performance in the games. Given you're coming off of your best season of college hockey, you get signed to that two-year deal by Wilkes-Barre Scranton, I'm sure that's a big boost to the ego. But then to come in and get that first taste of pro hockey on an ATO last year, where is your confidence at today versus maybe day one when you first showed up? Oh, I mean, it's grown tremendously. I, I think coming in here, I was, like you said, I mean, it, it's hard to it's hard to put in words, but you you kind of have to reset. It's a restart, if that makes sense. Yeah. You have to prove yourself again. Obviously, coming off of college, like practice and in the in the games you're not as nervous I guess or you're not holding your stick a little tighter but uh but yeah no coming here I mean it's crucial I think confidence is uh plays a big part in everybody's game like you said and uh I like I think it grows every game and with comfortability and and confidence it kind of goes hand in hand and uh I think one of my like best attributes as a player is that I do I get better every game and every practice and when there's intent in there. So definitely uh, have some <laughs> have some have a long way to go. But uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely trending in the right direction and I'm excited for the future. Well, it's not just a, an internal observation by you from at least my spot at the broadcast position. It does seem like you've been improving with every passing game and it's been a joy watching you out there for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, kind of style of play that I know the fans appreciate, that hard-nosed style mm-hmm. and getting underneath the skin of the opponents. But also, uh, you guys have been able to gel really well. And when I say you guys, I'm talking about you, Groods, and Mark Johnstone. You guys were put together as a line, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or whatever, and it seemed like candle was lit, you guys were firing on all cylinders, and even though you've kind of been spread out in recent games, it seems like, hey, if the team needs a spark late, you three are reunited together. Or like these past games in Providence where you're rolling 11 forwards, so the lines are going to get mm-hmm. shaken up no matter what. You guys would jump out there and something positive would happen again. What is it about you guys that just seems to complement one another and resulted in that instantaneous chemi- uh-huh. chemistry? Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're all similar playing styles. And, and then with that, we all have our own little uh, attributes that kind of come together and the chemistry's there and I think it's it's easier to play with guys that are have the similar mindset as you as just getting pucks deep and playing below the goal line and uh yeah I know it's been jo- I mean I remember our first game I think was preseason in Lehigh we that was our first time all together and you know we kind of looked at each other and we're like we like this like yeah. cuz you enjoy playing with players that understand you know putting pucks to areas that you can go get and and forechecking and and yeah we just complement each other really well and we kind of have a little sprinkle of everything in there that makes a a nice uh gel but yeah, I know. It's been fun to get to play with those guys. And, yeah, recently, obviously, the, the lineup, you know, with injuries and stuff are going to happen, and they got to spread us around. But, uh, yeah, when our team's at full tilt and uh, we're together, I think we're a pretty dangerous line. Would you say you guys all play a similar style, but you have your own individual attributes that get sprinkled in? Like, what, what, are, what are you talking about? Like, um, like I, I mean, I guess I can speak for myself. Uh, like, just the physicality of big body, protecting pucks down low, and, and I like to be F1 on that forward check, and then – and then I just think those two, with their speed and, uh, you know, they've played many years pro now, so yeah. they understand the game and uh, just supporting me and then I can support them and just, I guess, just using all of our our powers together, like a little bit like Thanos maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll Avengers take that. Spoke. You put the Infinity yeah, Stones, Stones in the gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think just, I, th- I really do think it's just like a mindset and uh, we're all on the same page for the most part. 
Every great hockey line has a nickname. I feel like we need a nickname oh. for this line. <laughs> uh, Is there anything floating around that we can that we can work off of here? <laughs> we got the Oreo line going. <laughs> I don't, that, <laughs> that one, uh, that's been one that's been going around. So uh, that one might stay in the locker room. Yeah, I don't know if I, I can get away with that. Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know a TV appropriate one. Uh, <laughs> No, we haven't came up with one just yet, but we'll we'll keep working yeah. on. It. Who knows? Maybe maybe the inspiration will come from an unlikely place <laughs> exactly. along the line. But exactly. as long as you guys are still playing hard and going out there together, my goodness, it's yeah. it's going to be no, fun yeah. fun to watch. I mean, we still got so much of the season left to go. I feel like we're in it, like we're in it mm -hmm. now. And then you look and it's like, oh, we've only played fourteen, yeah. fifteen games. No, it's a long road to travel here with. Jagger Joshua, our guest here on the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast. You mentioned how nice it is, this group of guys that you guys have back there, how it's made it uh, welcoming for you, easy to transition from the college to pro game. Having a good buddy like Jonathan Gruden in your stable certainly doesn't hurt. But you've, well, I don't want to say have had a guy, that kind of is my question. Your, your older brother, Dakota yeah. Joshua, has played in the pro game. He's now an NHLer, but he's a guy who had to, grind his way up from the bottom, play in the ECHL, play in the AHL to get to where he is right now. Whenever you were coming out of Michigan State, did your brother offer any sort of uh, enlightening advice uh, as to how to handle being a pro, even if it wasn't necessarily um, on the ice, just to be a professional hockey player? Did he have any wise words for you? Um, I wouldn't necessarily, like, nothing that's, like, a, a phrase or anything that sticks out, but, I mean, like you said, I mean, we have very similar paths, and just, I mean, since we, we've been born, like, going to college and that route, and then it's been a tremendous help. I mean, I have somebody in my corner like that that I can call whenever I want and, uh, yeah. and ask him questions, so, I mean, he definitely uh, helped in, in the transition and the kind of understanding, like, the do's and don'ts, and, you know, like... He he definitely reminds me uh, where I'm at and stuff like that. He's not scared to not knock me down, but uh, he's not scared to humble me. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Would be you a better... start puffing your chest out yeah, a little exactly. bit. See how cool I am. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm blessed honestly to have somebody like that, and he understands the grind, and he he understands what it's like to be in my shoes, and I think that's something that uh, I cherish. And his perspective is pretty similar to mine, and. Uh, I mean, it's it's broader than mine, honestly. So he's he's seen a lot more than me. So it's definitely uh, an advantage to have somebody like that on my uh, on my speed on speed dial. So, what was your guys' relationship like growing up? I imagine you guys were playing physical. hockey together. Physical, physical yeah. or <laughs> given your playing yeah, styles, that doesn't surprise me. No, yeah, I mean, like all my childhood memories involve uh, him and my. Well, we have a little brother as well, and he he wasn't quite into hockey as much, but he liked the physicality. So okay. we were always. Uh, yeah, I mean, we grew up in a single with a single mom, and so he was kind of a little bit of that dad role. And so, I mean, looking back, maybe I was a little hard-headed, you know, not <laughs> listening as much. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I mean, we had a great time. We our grandparents lived down the street, and oh, okay. Some of my best memories are playing street hockey with him, and him never let me win. Or there's always a cheating scandal. I know, like <laughs> every game oh, has a controversy. My, absolutely. So yeah, no, I mean, definitely growing up that kind of helped our competitive edge. And I think that's even where we get a little bit of our physicality from is just, we would always be bumping heads and uh, stuff like that. But no, yeah, it's, I honestly, it was uh, 
it's good to ha- have him in my life for sure. Iron sharpens iron, exactly, as they say, yeah. and you guys were button heads from a young age. Yeah. Uh, were there any, uh, I know you say maybe every game ended at a controversy, but were there any big blow-ups in, in street hockey that you can remember? Oof. I mean, yeah, I, I like specifically one comes to mind. I like I, I'm telling you, I never he never let me win. Like it was oh, like yep. as he should, I guess. But <laughs> like I remember like for my first time, like I won like fair and square. Fair and like, square. Oh, you pulled my it God. off like in my grandma's backyard. And he he pulled something out of his hat. And I rem- like I threw a fit like. I, I just remember my grandparents breaking us up. And what, what do you mean he pulled something out? Like he was like I'm telling. I scored the winning goal and he like it went out of bounds or something like just yeah, some, something like, like that doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh yeah, no. But that's like I said, they all kind of blend together because <laughs> I, <laughs> so I I would I I think we can count on one hand how many games ended fairly. So I I feel like it ended with a fight. Either what the sun was coming down, or or there was a fight. So that was the conclusion to the game. Exactly. Yeah. We ran out of sunlight, exactly. or there was a fight, yeah. or dinner was ready. Exactly. Or dinner was ready. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. I imagine with with two guys who are on trajectory to be pro athletes and the the physical strong style that you guys play, you guys could strap on the feed bag, which brings me to Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, Thanksgiving with the Joshuas, what was always the go-to? What is the first thing you're throwing on your plate, and what are you going back for seconds and thirds for? I'm a cranberry sauce guy. Okay. <laughs> now, say, yeah, a little the big controversy these days. Can, don't even ask. Can, uh, there yeah. you go. Not no, even other, worth getting I don't into even, it. Yeah, the, I don't count the other stuff as cranberry sauce to me. Yeah. I'm a can, and, and then you mix a little stuffing in there, and then uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy all over that, and uh, – I had, maybe some sweet potato or yams in in there too, or or the go to. But uh, yeah, no, I think when it comes down to it, what I'm most excited for Thursday is is the cranberry sauce for sure. That's number one, the yeah. canned cranberry yeah. sauce. None of your um artisanal no. hipster homemade cranberry sauces. The thing is, is like save yourself the time because exactly, people yeah. like Keep it your, the yeah. canned cranberries anyway. I, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm hundred percent with you. I'm starting to see people get a little bit crazy with stuffing lately or yeah. dressing depending on uh where you're yeah. listening from um and i can't decide how i feel about it i'm leaning towards pro i'm i'm liking some people like i've i've seen more people are using cornbread more people are throwing in extra ingredients here's my bacon bits stuffing yeah. here is my waffle iron stuffing and yeah. now you can use it as like the bread on your sandwich for your leftovers the following yeah. day like i've seen a lot of creative ideas and i'm i'm torn between like hey We've been doing stuffing for Thanksgiving yeah. for how many years? Why are we playing with it? And also being like, you know what? Maybe there is room for innovation you know, I, here. I can't really lie to you. I have zero clue what is in stuffing or how it's made. <laughs> you just know the so, end product. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, usually that's my mom and my grandma's job is they're the, they're the ones chefing up. So, uh I don't I actually couldn't tell you how it's prepared, but uh I definitely I think I'm an old school just straight classic stuffing. Classic stuffing, a yeah. little bit of gravy. Exactly. There you go. I'm I'm gonna give you some advice right now. Start hoarding those recipes for mom <laughs> okay, and yeah, grandma. Because no. even if you don't use them this month, next mm-hmm. month, this year, next yeah. year, the last thing you want to do is run into a situation where it's like, oh no, me and my new girlfriend have to make Thanksgiving dinner and I'm scrambling for yeah. stuffing. No, I got this filed away. I got it saved here in this email. I got it in this cupboard drawer or yeah. whatever. No, yeah, def- I mean, since we're on the topic of cooking, I'm not. <laughs> I- the guys give me a hard time, but 
since I've been in Wilkes-Barre, I have not cooked a meal. You have not cooked I a single had, meal, not no. one. Well, because the, well, the the problem I run into is breakfast is my number one. Like, I can whip up a good breakfast. Like, okay, I, I, like, I that's in your eggs. wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, so like I can do some stuff with those. But we get we're fed breakfast every day at the and rink. then we're fed lunch. So it comes down to dinner, and at the end of the day. I'll be first to admit it. I'll hold myself accountable. I'm not the best cook. Like I, my okay. food, like if I made chicken, it's it's not gonna taste good. So why wouldn't I just go to the restaurant? See, this is where you, know? you are lacking confidence. You are yeah, gaining exactly. confidence on the ice, but in the kitchen, you're like, I can't even exactly. do ki- chicken. So I've been actually recently uh, became a foodie. Okay. And so uh, this is new for you. Yeah. So that's definitely some of the, some of the guys. We have our own little uh, a restaurant group, and uh, so I've been trying places. Oh. I've been giving back to the local community, trying there places. Helping small businesses, and uh, I like the spin you put on it here. <laughs> it's like I don't, I can't cook, but I'm helping local exactly, businesses. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely uh, been enjoying some new spots in town. That's for sure. I don't know. Are we allowed to get free shout outs? Uh, that's what I was about to say. Let's do some early Pens picks here. Why not? Uh, Go for it. Uh, so Help these people out. Bank and Vine's been a, a big one for us. It's, it's, it's a studly spot. Yeah, great. It's, it's awesome. I'm, I've recently become a veal guy. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah, they got a good veal parm there for me. Um, I feel like there's no bad options there. No, though. yeah, no, that yeah, great. And then uh, Kevin's, Kevin's uh-huh. in Kingston. Yep. I think that's a pretty good uh, spot. Solid. Um, wait, our new spot right now is Yummy Bowl. <laughs> okay, you know what? I have not been yet, but I was so hyped up when I heard it was opening and what their thing was. Those yeah. like Mongolian grill restaurants. Exactly. Yep. So so good, but I feel like you have to go in. With a purpose. Yeah. If well, you're doing if you're doing a light takeout for lunch, you did Yummy Bowl wrong. 100%. If you're going to sit down for like a date and you want to yeah. like try and be cool and laid back and not do that much, yeah. you no, don't go to yeah, Yummy yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You have to put in a shift in the gym. Mindset, you're coming off yeah. of a three no, and three. A, a mindset. mindset yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. To maximize Even, the uh, Yummy Bowl experience. It takes a couple It takes a couple visits, too, to get to know what to do and, and how to do it. So even, The best strategy. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> our last time, Nylander, he's, he's been the uh, the veteran, the Yummy Bowl veteran. So we went with him for the first time, and even we learned some new things. So From Nils. Yeah, he's so got Nils, the secrets. Yeah, yeah. So uh, – Cause yeah, you gotta like what seasoning to use. Like, and this is coming from somebody that's not too familiar with the stove and okay, and yeah, food. makes sense. So, so yeah, so no. a little bit of guidance goes yeah, a long exactly, way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I think we're uh, we're trending in the right direction, and we're we're peaking at uh, I think what is our bold, but we 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 can still use use some improvement. But now, for someone who does not have a quote unquote Mongolian grill in their community, or they've heard of Yummy Bowl and haven't gone yet, can you explain the concept yeah. quickly? So basically, uh. Well, you got to show up with an empty stomach. That's for sure. That's, number yeah, one number most one. important thing. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so they basically give you a bowl, an empty bowl, and you go up, and they basically have all raw, like it's raw meats. They have any from from like pork, lamb to like a chicken. buffet style. Buffet, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you you basically pack as much as you can in this bowl it, with like uh, vegetables and and like just stuff you would want in a stir. It's kind of like a stir fry, I guess. What you you would kind of say. Like, exactly. Like I'm a big broccoli guy, and or I'll throw in, like, even pineapple. That might be uh, mm-hmm. controversial, but uh, but yeah. And then so basically, you you do it, and they grill it on a big grill right in front of you. And uh, actually, the one back at home, 
you watch them do it. You watch yeah. them make it, but this, but in Yummy Bowl you don't, which it threw me and uh, Smitty off. We were just standing up there, and then the guy comes up. He's like, you know, you guys can go sit in your seat. And they we're like, oh no, I didn't know uh, well, that. I'm glad you told me yeah, that because, like I said, I haven't been there yet. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. I would have been standing there exactly. and completely like, yeah, no, that's what literally what we were doing. So, uh, so then yeah, they basically prepare it for you. They're cooking it on the stove, and then. It's ready to eat. Usually you add a couple sauces and, and seasoning in there, and then, yeah, you're ready to go. Not only are you ready to go, but if you do it right, and you came on the empty stomach that we already yep. told you to come with, you then grab another bowl, and you go back for round two. That's Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not there quite yet. Not yet. you got to work your but, way up uh, to yeah, it. No, but it is a legitimate play. We'll see. That's almost a loser move, though. <gasps> because Okay. The real OGs only need one bowl. So only, we, you get so everything in we one. Got, we got this joke going because we like sirens go off when we go in there because my bowl is packed. Like I, I we're packing. You the will bowl. stuff the bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, like we're getting all. You, it's all you can eat. Like it, there's yeah. no rules on how high the bowl can go. Okay. So let me tell. Yeah, we, there's even like like we get the eyes looked at us for sure from the chefs. They're like, we're are you serious, up. pal? And we're like, yeah, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> So that so I would actually say the second bowl. If you do it right, you don't need the second. Wow. Bowl. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. All right. Challenge accepted for when <laughs> I finally uh, break the yummy bowl seal <laughs> and hit it up there. Yeah. I like how we went from oh, what's your favorite thing for Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, to like sorry, check yeah, out yeah. this yummy bowl yeah, place no. <laughs> where you're loading it up. No, know, that's they awesome. They be giving me some money for that or something. Yeah, yeah we got to get some sponsorship yeah, deals. Seriously. Maybe you can be the face of Yummy Bowl. Hey, get I you on like a poster that, yeah, out front. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't we'll mind that. We'll make some calls back here. We'll make some calls. See if we can get that going, a little sponsorship <laughs> deal for you, a little bit of endorsement money yeah, to have okay. on the side there, I'll free yummy so. bowl throughout mm-hmm. the season. You'll be eating good in the yeah, neighborhood, my exactly. man. exactly. But clearly here, Jags, just talking with you just this little bit, it's, it's obvious that you're a man who has opinions, and you're a man that has also figured out some pretty good strategies, not just for yummy bowl, but for life, which brings me to a recurring segment that we do on the podcast this season. It's gone well so far. I get the feeling you'll be able to follow up our previous performers quite well. And this is welcome to my TED Talk. Okay, well. Jags, if you don't mind passing me that helmet over here. I saw this when I walked in. Yeah, you were were skeptical. You were like, what's going on here? What this is, this helmet has a number of prompts inside of it, okay? What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to give us an impromptu, unscripted TED Talk based on one of these prompts. Are you familiar with the TED Talk format, the setup? I think so. Is that just kind of like a serious thing? Yeah, I don't know. Well, normally it's very serious. You'll get some expert on stage, some sort of you know genius or very well-read person from academia, and they'll give you a speech on how gravity is affecting our diet or how urban planning was ruined in World War II, like very intricate things. We're not going quite that serious here, but there's several prompts in here that could possibly throw you for a loop or be right up your alley. Now, putting my degree to work here. Exactly. What did you study? Psychology. Psychology. Well, who knows? Maybe we have some psychology (laughs) subjects in here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out two prompts, and you will be able to choose from those two. Gotcha. Now, if you don't like either of them, you can go in for a third one, but then you are locked into that third prompt. Okay. Okay. Chell rules. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that's exactly what I That's thought. what every guy has said so far, so they're picking it up. All right. So your first prompt okay. for a potential TED Talk here, Jagger Joshua, the best hockey player nobody talks about and why? 
You could give us a TED Talk on the best hockey player that nobody talks about and what makes them the best. Or, number two, holidays ranked. Holidays ranked. So the best hockey player nobody talks about and why or holidays ranked. Perhaps Uh, perfect here for our Thanksgiving episode. Or, of course, the third yeah, Looms I large. mean, since we're a hockey podcast, and I think we talked good about the holidays this this uh, episode, I'll, I'll I'll choose the hockey player. Best hockey I'll player that um, nobody talks about and why. Is this past, present, future? Or? It Here's the thing. This is what I like about this. It's open-ended. It's anywhere, You right? can go any direction Ooh. you want with this at all. Nobody talks about them, eh? Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually like, sneaky tricky. Yeah. Because it's like you don't, I don't know him either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, There's a reason he's on. Ooh, nobody talks yeah. about Su- him. Like, super yeah. under the radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason nobody talks about yeah. him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's do All it. right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. A TED Talk from Jagger Joshua. Hi, I'm Jagger Joshua. I appreciate you all being here. I'm here to talk about David Perron being the best hockey player that nobody mm. talks about. And there's a few reasons I think that. The majority is why he's my favorite is because he wears white skates. And uh, the way those look on the ice, I wish I could pull something like that off. So definitely uh, style is one of the reasons he's my uh, – he's considered the best hockey player for me. But uh, I think his his shot's very underrated on the power play. He can come down the strong side and, and let that boy rip. And that's, I mean, something I wish I could do or a playing style that I think I uh, – would enjoy, but uh, yeah, no, I think if I could play like anybody else, it'd be him and, and the way he skates and the way his skates look, and I don't know, yeah, just something about his tinted visor and his style out there, it goes underrated, and uh, it's something that I'm a fan of, and he played with my brother a little bit in St. Louis, so I, I got some good uh, TV time watching him, and uh, and I really do appreciate his game, and now he's playing for uh, the Red Wings and my hometown team, so I get to see him play, and uh yeah, no, I think he's an, he's an underrated player that not too many people talk about. And, you know, I've somebody I, I definitely wish I could play like, that's for sure. Question, sir. Uh, yeah. Question, <laughs> question. Yep, you. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you like his, his style and that you don't think you could pull off skates like that. Do people not give enough attention to style swagger, charisma when voting for all-stars and league awards? Should they be a bigger factor? Uh, I mean, I guess not. I guess it depends, I guess. But uh, I'm definitely one that I think I like to express myself. I don't know if you – like, I try to I try to jersey tuck a little bit, but uh, I think it, it's I think that helps with confidence. I think oh. it's something that if I feel good. It's like Dion says, was it feel good? Look good, feel good, Look play good. Look good, feel good, play good. Like, I definitely think that resonates, so – it's definitely something that I think helps. That's for sure. Like having that swagger and uh, kind of knowing walking around like you got that swag and and stuff like that. So I mean, it helps him. So let's give David Perron some love here. Yep. Okay, he's played over a thousand games in the NHL. So you're only doing that if you you can play right. the game. Yep. Yeah, you're doing yep. something right to play that long. He's uh, eclipsed 20 goals in this league seven different times. You mentioned, hey, you saw him play with your brother in St. Louis. You watch him with the Red Wings. This is now in the, I don't want to say back nine of his career, but he's played a long time Mm -hmm. before that too at 33, 34, 35 years old is when you're watching David Perron and you're like, hey, this guy's pretty good, still has that shot off the rush. And 
has the uh, the confidence to pull off the tinted visor and the exactly, white yeah. white skates too. Yeah, that's it's exactly. not fading with age. No, yeah, you don't see uh, too many players with that much style uh, nowadays. And so, I mean, you watch TV and he he st he sticks out. He sticks so, out. So, yeah, no, that's definitely one of the reasons I think I uh, have became a fan of his game for sure. David Perron yeah. as the best hockey player nobody talks <laughs> about, and you've laid out why. Who were uh, who were your favorite players when you were growing up, Jags? Um, Imagine yeah, the Red I Wings mean, fans. Yeah, obviously all over Red that. Wings. I mean, I grew up with those those '08, '09. I mean, I mean, this not probably the most popular teams here, given that uh, Pittsburgh was our biggest rivals and. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Crosby. I definitely had a crybaby Crosby shirt, <laughs> so I, I, I maybe shouldn't have said that. But, uh, Keep no, that one yeah, holstered. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna let him know that. But uh, I, Pavel Datsuk was hands down. I mean, the way he plays the game and the two way and his stick work and something that I, I haven't really seen another player replicate since he's been uh, out of the league. But him, uh, I mean, there's so many greats. Lindstrom running the point. He was somebody that. I always liked, but I also I was a fan of the grind line in that the uh, Kirk Malpe, uh probably I can't be too big a fan if I don't remember all the them, but uh <laughs> well, they, it was Malpe. Um Um I can't even think Draper? Was Draper, he on that Draper, yeah, it might have been Draper, Malpe and uh Darren McCarty. McCarty. And I remember uh, Darren Helm yep, also sticking okay. around like 08, no, guys, 09 yeah. and flying yeah. flying up and down the ice. A guy who's still ticking. All these years yep. later, and then uh, obviously uh, being a Michigan State guy and uh, Justin Abdulkader, like <sighs> definitely one of the reasons I wore eight when I was younger. And uh, you know he kind of had the dream. Uh, I mean, you get to play at Michigan State, win a national championship, and then I'm pretty sure he left that year to go win a Stanley Cup. So, uh, well, here's the thing: I think he lost in right, 09. And, then, and then no, he won. They won. Well, the he joined they won in 08. The, they won the championship in 07. I thought he came in in 09. No, he he can't. He they won the national championship in 07. Oh, oh, you're saying Michigan State? I thought I thought you were talking about the Red Wings. Yeah, no, no. So okay, so yeah, he won the national championship 07, then the following year lost, and then the next year won. No, so the Red Wings beat Pittsburgh in yeah, 2008. Correct. Yeah, and then, and then they lost 2009 to them. they lost to them. Yeah, and okay, you were. We were both correct, okay, okay. okay, because I remember Justin Abdelkader. I harbor no ill will towards the Detroit Red Wings <laughs> teams of that era as growing up a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Yeah. Heartbreaking to lose in 08, oh, yeah. but the triumph in 09 was fantastic. Made it worth better. And, and, and no, and like those Red Wings teams were, if you're going to win the championship and you want to say you are the best team, that's the kind of team that you have to play against and mm -hmm. you have to beat. So 100%. ultimate respect. However, Abdelkader came in during those playoffs and scored twice against Pittsburgh in the 09 yep. final. And I'm like, no, it's not Dotsuk. It's not Zetterberg. <laughs> it's it's this guy yeah. that's going to knock us out and make us lose again. So that's why my memory was telling me this. His last season at Michigan State was 07-08. He joined Detroit, did not play in the playoffs, but he got two games before the postseason started, and I'm sure he got oh, to parade around yeah, with the yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The following season, he spent the majority of the year in Grand Rapids. Really? 76 games in Grand Rapids as I pulled up the hockey DB. Wow. And he played two regular season games and then 10 playoff games where he scored those goals against wow, Pittsburgh. See, yeah. So we were both right. He did. You were right the year he left college. Yeah. And then I remembered him playing against the Penguins in the 09 final wow. and being a little pain in the rear. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. So, uh, 
Oh yeah, he's obviously one of my and a great player. Yeah, yeah, one of one of the the Red Wings that I definitely watch. I mean, I could go down like Johan Franz and Thomas Holmstrom. They they had so many greats, and I remember being a little a little kid uh, in the Olympia room is where uh, the players came out after the game, like the little bar on under uh, Joe Lewis. Oh, okay. And uh, like looking back now that I'm kind of in that spot of yeah. like where kids look at me like that and like. I just can only imagine myself just running around, just looking for autographs and, and just being hard. Jumping up and exactly. down, a little yeah. mini stick in hand. Like I thought those guys were uh, godlike, honestly, and you know. But uh, no, it's all, it all, uh, it's funny. A good era to grow up in 100%. as a Detroit Red Wings fan. Right city at the right time, watching the right sport mm-hmm. uh, to watch those teams because they were just loaded with talent. Same thing. Like I was a Penguins fan. Nicholas Lidstrom, for my money, is a top three defenseman to have ever laced up skates. Yeah. No, yeah. And Pavel Dotsuk was one of my favorite players. Like you said, we haven't seen anything like it since. No. A player of that skill level, that kind of puck playing ability, that is also a front runner for the Selkie. Mm-hmm. No, you just yeah, don't see it. He's not, yeah, the combination it. was – it made him a unicorn. Yeah. No, yeah. Definitely uh... – that, yeah, even maybe a little underappreciated in uh, the game of hockey for sure, but definitely somebody. I mean, everybody in Detroit knows about him. So. Ev- everybody knows yeah. that. That's a big if you know, you know mm-hmm. kind of player. Exactly. Um, even is he still playing in I Russia? Think, I, I, still he might, he might be uh, kicking around in the KHL. I'm not too sure, but I don't keep up in the KHL. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure whenever he finally calls it quits, they'll probably do the uh, whole like retire jersey, a Red Wing one be, day yeah. contract kind of thing. I don't see anybody wearing 13 again in in Detroit after. Uh, after the career he put yeah, together. not seriously. For sure. Well, speaking of numbers, that brings me a chance to transition into another recurring segment that we have here on the show, Jagger, okay. where I have the previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's <laughs> guest. So they do not know who they are asking it to, but I tell them it can be about anything in the world. Nothing is off limits. Oh, no. Which, you know, opens the door. Yeah, no Guys way, have yeah. gotten thrown in the blender before. Guys have gotten absolutely sewered. Well, with that preamble, Chagger, are you prepared for me to pop the question? Hi, guys. I mean, I know it's from Whitey, so I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm a little scared. You're but. a little, you're a little frightened. All right. Well, here's, here's your question. Okay. okay are you ready? Yeah. Jagger Joshua, <laughs> what has six faces and twenty-one eyes? What has six faces and twenty-one eyes? Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, we're gonna run out of uh, podcasting tape if uh, <laughs> by the time I come up with this, there's, I'm not too good at little riddles here. Um, Is this what you expected from Whitey? A little riddle? No, I mean, yeah, he's not too bright, so I knew it. <laughs> I knew it wasn't gonna be a a real question. Like, a real question? Something about politics, but uh, I don't well, that would have gone really deep. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, Six faces, 21 eyes. Six faces, 21 eyes. Like an animal or like, or just anything? What has, what has six faces and 21 eyes? I I, I mean, we're wasting time. Like, I, I, I won't be are, you, are you throwing in the towel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you will admit defeat to Colin White? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a guy that holds myself accountable. So. There you go. The correct answer is a die, a dice. Eyes are the uh, are the uh, dots. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a casino guy. I don't gamble, so mm. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't trifle in those vices. <laughs> yeah, no. So you wouldn't even know what a dice even looks. like. I didn't like. know that. I, well, I honestly didn't know that the numbers were referred to as eyes. So that that really didn't 
But the six feet, okay. No, I see where he's coming from there. Yeah. But okay. There's your, there's, that one. there's yeah. your Colin White riddle right. for the day. <laughs> see if you can stump your relatives at the Thanksgiving table. Well, I'm I'm. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about No, Tommy. I'm talking about the audience. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to stump me with the riddle I just gave you two days ago. Uh, no, but that is uh, the question that was levied to us by Colin White. See if you can uh, pull one over on somebody yeah. else at the Thanksgiving that, dinner yeah. table. I will not be pulling one over on you, Jags. You don't have to worry about any shoe checks for me during the dinner on Thanksgiving in Charlotte. However, you also don't have to worry about me bugging you too much longer here on the Penguins podcast. But before I let you completely off the leash, we have one final thing that we have to do, and that is called Penn's Picks. Pens picks. Jagger, it is at this time in every episode where I will ask my guests to provide some sort of recommendation that you can give our listeners. Something that you think isn't getting enough attention. Something that you think needs a little bit more love. You gave a couple of shout-outs to some restaurants early here um, on this episode. You're welcome to go the food route. You can go TV, entertainment, life. What is your Pens Ooh, pick? Um... Well, I think if I can offer any advice, I guess I'll get a little life and go a little deep. I think everybody maybe needs to hear it, but I I mean, I even struggle with it sometimes, too, is just comparing myself to others. Mm, okay. And I think that's something that, I mean, it's just a, a human uh, trait that we often do, and that's it's not healthy, and it's not uh, something that is going to get you far in life. So I th- definitely think as I've gotten older, I've learned to, you know, everybody's on their own route and their own journey, and things happen to people at different times in their life. And I know like people get disgruntled or uh, like obviously in hockey, if you know, just for example, if a, say a player gets called up yeah. and you feel like you should, that should be you or, you know, this player is getting treated that way or even, you know, just for a, a normal person in work, you know, like that, that coworker got promoted and you felt like it was you and you're just comparing yourself and uh, you're never going to be happy or satisfied in your life. If you could continue to, compare yours to others and uh so I think yeah I just get it gets lost in just cherishing your own uh your time here and uh just comparing yourself to other people is something that I would uh advise not to do and and just worry about yourself and and how you can grow from uh within I think that is fantastic advice and a wonderful pens pick from Jagger Joshua um I am also going to go a little bit deep here maybe even a little bit of a downer on my side of pens picks um, because we found out this past weekend that uh, Julia Mazur, who you may have all heard about during Hockey Fights Cancer Month, uh, her battle with cancer, well, we found out this past weekend that Julia had passed away, succumbed in her battle to cancer, and it was it's taken me a couple days to process 100%. it, really. Um, she only found out the news this past summer. She was 20 freaking years old, man. That's sad. And she was game for anything and everything. She loved hockey. She'd tell you all about it. She knew every prospect and every team's pipeline. <laughs> she knew player stats. She knew the scores from the night before. She legally changed her middle name to hockey. I, you know what? I saw something about that. I wasn't. I didn't know if that was a. That's not, that's not a bit. You know she that legitimately government name wow. changed it to <laughs> hockey, oh, wow. and then just in one fell swoop, um, a couple months later, she's she's not with us anymore. And my heart breaks for her, her mother, who I know she was very close with. My heart breaks for her grandmother, who she also had a fantastic relationship with. And she always promised us that if for any reason something were to go south, 
her grandma would kick any one of our asses, that, <laughs> that she was a, a legit badass. Um, so, like, all of her friends, all of her family, I'm just shocked and so sad, true sorrow. But my first instinct whenever I heard the news was, oh, I, I just want to tell her how cool she is, how rad she is, how great of a job she's doing with us. And you can't. No, yeah. The, now, now the moment is passed. It's gone. It's over. And my instinct once again was like, oh, I should, I should text her. I should call her. That's now out of the equation. So my pen's pick is going to be someone you care about in your life. Never waste an opportunity to tell them how you feel about them, uh, how much they mean to you. On top of that, it can be a coworker. It can be someone you have no relationship with, but you like their art. You like their acting. You like their music. Like... It should be more normal that we can just tell people, 100%. like, hey, what you're doing is awesome. What you're doing is great. You don't have to get a big head from it. And not the, the other side, you don't have to feel like you're being weird or yeah, no, being like 100%. a super fan or something. Just, just anyone in life, let them know when they're doing a good job. Let them know when, when they're making you happy. Now that you said that, I just, I was literally, uh, I was spoiling myself yesterday and I was shopping and uh, I saw a shirt that said, so give somebody their flowers while they can smell them. Mm. And that, that did resonate with me. And, uh, you know, our time here is, is, uh, short. And I, I think even just a little compliment, it, it really does go a long way. And, and, uh, yeah, like you said, that's a very sad story. And I can tell by, uh, I wasn't here, obviously I never got to meet her, yeah. but I could tell by, uh, everybody's outpour of support and, uh, how much she meant to everybody. So, no, yeah, I think if any, if we can learn anything from that, it is, is, is cherish your loved ones and, uh, and let them know. She embedded her roots in this hockey community around here, whether it was working ice crew for us, interning anywhere she could with the team, specifically with our communications department this past summer, doing stuff with the Wilkes University men's and women's hockey teams. Like, she was embedded here to the point where it actually blows my mind that, that she was so young because I feel like she'd been <laughs> yeah. around yeah, when forever. It, oh, you said 20. I was That's even surprising uh, it's, to me, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's it's – mortifying to get that news it's yeah. it, it's so sad but that's what i'm taking away from this is that 100%. my first instinct was like oh i want to talk to her when now that is the thing that is off the table exactly, now yeah. so tell people how you feel about them share positive energy as much as you can don't wait for it because like you said our time is short uh sometimes it's shorter than it should be some is longer than others some is gone in an instant it flies by, all of it, life, so as much positivity exactly. and uh, reassurance as you can possibly put out there because you never know what kind of a day someone else is having, too. Exactly. They could Not be exactly. having a, an absolute junk day, and you just passively sharing some positivity could go light years to that person. So, exactly. Like I said, I brought it down a little bit, no, got a little bit good. heavy here. Uh, Julia probably would have hated should. that, no, how yeah. serious it got there. <laughs> but um, deepest condolences to, to her friends and her family. Uh, we're, we're still thinking about you guys uh, throughout this whole process now. And big ups to Julia. We'll be we'll be decorating her Absolutely. desk here at Creation Station in her honor. But that is all for us here on this episode of the Penguins podcast. Going to try and bring the mood back up here as we throw <laughs> it a break here. Jagger, I will tell you that it has been an absolute pleasure sitting down and talking with you, buddy. Really appreciate you no making problem. the time to talk to us here on the Penguins podcast. At some point, I will wrangle you down for a question for our next episode's guest. <laughs> yep. But in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I will. 
Same goes to everybody else out there. Enjoy your Thanksgivings. Jagger, I should do this a little bit more often, too. Uh, do you have any social media handles, social media um, accounts? Uh, where should people find you if you wish to be found? Yeah, I think all my social media is Jagger Joshua 8. So Jagger you know Joshua how, 8. If you know how to spell my name, I guess you can find <laughs> me. So, uh, yeah. Not too hard. Not too hard. So look him up at Jagger Joshua 8. Thank you so much again for joining us, Jags. Give a little salute to our yeah. fans for listening. No, yeah, I appreciate uh, everybody. And, you know, if you ever see me in the streets or anything, don't be scared to say hi or, or anything like that. So, yeah, no, thank you for having me and uh, happy holidays. And we will see you good people in another two weeks with another episode of our Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. But until then, enjoy your turkey day. Enjoy a weekend full of leftovers. And let's go Pats. Hey.